2021 is here. We're already a week in. And have you got your resolutions all squared out? We're going to talk about getting your finances in shape for 2021. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am—I uh, take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. That's the job of Mo Param, but it's also the passion of Mo Param, uh, getting uh, people's finances in order and uh, and really their financial life and all aspects of it. Mo Param with Cloud Vesters, where you can enjoy the convenience of the virtual experience, but never, never losing that human touch. Mo, we are a week, as you said, into a little over a week into 2021. How are you? I'm doing good, Dave. How are you doing? Good. Remaining optimistic. Uh, 2021, <laughs> still just a little baby year, still in diapers. And, still uh, in diapers. <laughs> but it's cute so far, right? Oh, yeah. It's been still, good. Still it's been cute. Good so far. Still cute. <laughs> um, much cuter than 2020. <laughs> you know, and of course, we're in resolution time. And I have a, a trivia question for you. What is the most expensive clothes hanger in the world? Ooh, I don't know. A treadmill. <laughs> that someone buys early oh, in the year. That's funny. And or, buy- or, a Pel- or maybe a Peloton now. Right, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> I mean, and this is a this is a true experience. I have I've known people who a couple of months in they have clothes hanging on these exercise devices. Oh, oh yeah, you, know, you just walk right by it and say, "I'll just put it here for a while," and then right. all of a sudden, a while turns to. Forever. Forever, right? (laughs) It is a convenient (laughs) clothes hanger. But this we're gonna talk about some resolutions you can keep. Uh and 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 this is financially speaking, of course. This is the year I know I'm getting I'm gonna get really, really, really serious. I've talked to you about paying off debt and creating the emergency fund and getting serious about it. We should all get serious about it, especially after what we just went through. How about creating a the a, a budget i know people don't like to think about it but <laughs> yeah and it's that it's that off word right budget it yeah. sounds so constrict you know constricting it and does. So confining it does. um but you know so i i say spending plan right I, when i talk to clients yeah. about their quote-unquote budget I, I say let's talk about your spending plan your spending habits because that's it that's the end of the, at the end of the day that's what a budget is right it's a measure of your cash flow so what's coming in and uh, as well as what's going out so you know 20 what 2020 has showed showed us um, hopefully highlighted to many people is that you have to have your finances in order and in check because if something if a curveball happens and derails your work life your home life um, your health we have to fall back to our resources, our financial resources to help prepare us for those for those curveballs. And so with 2021 here, you know, a week of we already a week in, let's take a let's let's digest, not to digest, let's take a look at your finances and make sure that we're set up um, correctly, get the foundations and fundamentals set up. So resolution one would really be getting your 
your spending plan taken care of and really tracking it, you know, just and and not only creating a spending plan, but also sticking to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of going back to the treadmill. You bought a treadmill for a specific reason. Um, but now it's now the 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 there's the reason why you bought it wasn't to hang clothes it was supposed to <laughs> get it get in shape or to continue being in shape uh maybe you prepare for a marathon whatever it may be but did you stick to the reason why you bought this treadmill and when we create the budget or create the spending plan great we've created it but let's go ahead and stick to it right so first and foremost you what you want to do when you create your spending plan is understanding um, to be successful you have to pay yourself first you know, we've, we've, we people might have heard that before, but what that really means is getting a sense of making sure that you put yourself first when it comes to your expenses. So um, saving for retirement, you know, we like to have our clients at least thrive, strive to be somewhere between 15% of your gross income that you're putting away for retirement and put that in your budget, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, 15% that's within your 401k. If you have a Roth option, put it there. If you have an IRA or Roth IRA, 403b, whatever it may be, that you're saving and stacking away 15% of your gross income. And that does not include your employer match. I want you putting your 15% away. Uh, we can talk about which which area, which vehicle makes the most sense for you, but mm-hmm. at least we have a game plan to put 15% of your uh, pre-tax uh, income away for retirement. And, and then we also want to start looking at what your monthly expenses are, you know, such as your mortgage, um, your cell phone bill, your, your, your utilities, and also... You know, think about pre-COVID, you know, the life when you were going out, you know, the lifestyle that you that it takes for you to live on a monthly basis. Let's get a sense of what that number is. So now we know what our monthly nugget is. And then and then we build our savings strategy around it. That's a good point, because don't it could be dangerous to budget based on your 2020 lifestyle, at least since March, because uh, hopefully in 2021, things are going to get back to where we were pre-March yeah. 2020. Pre-March. Because I do that, and, and online banking really helps with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can go through, see where I am, just on the monthly, not any money being saved, but just looking at monthly, what's coming in, what's going out. And I have a great sense of not only those standard bills, that's easy, but what I'm going to spend. And I, I usually hit, hit it on, on the head on about what I'm going to spend each weekend and what I'll spend with food out and things like that. And looking at debt, though, because I mentioned debt. I like that you say pay yourself first because I feel like sometimes I don't I I don't pay myself at all because all these all I see is hands re, hands out of me here put that money right here in this hand and right right I want to slap away some of those hands and I'm going to get busy on that this year get the debt in control, under control that's right slap those hands away slap those uh, those those debt hands away and again the second thing you want to do again is manage your debt right so debt is a tool. Right. Debt. You know, some people say there's no such thing as good debt, but that that's a tool. You know, businesses can leverage debt to advance their uh, uh, their operation. Right. And and if you were to ask the owner about that, getting that loan was uh, was definitely great for the business. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're not managing your debt, then you can it can it can come fast. Right. It can come fast when you're borrowing too much. And all of a sudden you're in 
you're in a you're in a world of trouble. So you want to manage your debt. So uh, when it comes to owning a home, right, you want to at least have below twenty eight percent of your pre tax income going towards uh, your debt. But we're going towards your mortgage, right? You want to keep your mortgage pretty low. And the thing is that you don't want to confuse how much money you can borrow to how much money you should borrow, right? right? You definitely want to make sure that you get a sense of how much money can I actually borrow over time, especially if you're going to look at high cost, high ticket items like a home or a car, right? Uh, we, I prefer you paying cash for a car as or at least as much cash as possible. Best for a way car to go because- if you can, yeah. Yeah, you can think about it. Cars are depreciating assets, right? It's a terrible investment. Terrible (laughs) investment, no matter what you look at it. You know, unless you're looking at one of these collectible cars. But I mean, not to not to bash. Everybody loves getting cars, but when you drive it off the lot, it loses value right away. Literally, when you put your key in, or you or you or you press or you press uh, the push to start button, you've lost you've lost fifteen, twenty, maybe even thirty percent of the of the uh, the the. uh, the value of the car just mm-hmm. by taking off the lot. So if you can borrow, sorry, if you can pay cash for a car, uh, again, you got to prepare, save, plan for it. But if you can do that, that's a better that's better than having to you know take out a loan for a car and having one of those uh, those hands reaching out to you every <laughs> single month to pay off the car. But again, you want to keep your debt manageable. Um, you want to eliminate credit card debt. You know, uh, yeah. at least with a mortgage, you can um, you get for at a certain level, you can deduct the uh, the interest on it. Right. But a, but a credit card, you can't. You know, you, you, you used can't. to be able to, and they took that away years ago. But I don't know took, why they did. Took that away, you know, and now you can't. And most of these credit cards have the highest interest rates. You know, double digits, fifteen, maybe even twenty percent. Mm-hmm. That that's literally going to Visa, Mastercard, American Express, whoever it may be, and not going to yourself. Not not again. It's all about paying yourself first. So you definitely want to make sure that any debt that you have right now is a game plan. We're just coming out of the holiday season. Maybe you went you went a little crazy. Um, not really crazy. Maybe, maybe you went a little happy and spent some money for for holidays and for gifts. And now we're looking at a um, you know a little high balance on your credit card debt, but paid off. Let's go ahead and get a game plan to pay it off. But you know for. For this year, let's get let's make a game plan to make sure that whatever debts we have, student loans, mortgage, car payments, credit cards, whatever it may be, that we have a game plan to eliminate them as soon as we can. You know, I mean, we're looking at financial resolutions for 2021, and I'm reminded of the movie Meet the Parents, and and I, I don't know if you, if you saw that movie, the original one, uh, Owen Wilson's character in it, he, he's the old boyfriend, and he's perfect, yeah. he's perfect, and you know, he's living in this beautiful mansion, and, and Ben Stiller, the current character, uh, the, his character, the current boyfriend, Owen asked him, how's your portfolio? And, and and Ben says, you know, he, he's a nurse. He's making okay, but he says, well, it's uh, uh good to uh, quite good, but that means he really doesn't know. And I feel like most of us are Ben Stiller in that because we have things we really don't know. It's kind of set it, forget it, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, is this the year to really get your portfolio where you do know and you can answer Owen Wilson's question? 
Right, right. And that I remember that scene. I don't I don't I don't remember it verbatim, but I just remember laughing at that that scene because it was such a it's good. It's, it's quite good. I can imagine it probably ad libbed that part. It was just so funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is a good time. You know, it, today's the day, right? Today's the day to take a look at what you currently inv- how you're currently invested and make sure that we're optimizing and maximizing all opportunities of your portfolio you know it 2020 i think showed us that um that with a with a solid game plan when it comes to investing uh we like to be actively managed right so our holdings or our investment strategies mirror the uh the economic climate that we're in right mm-hmm. so uh what that means is even if you're an aggressive ad- investor right you're you're aggressive you you want to take you know full advantage of the market returns well being an aggressive investor means different things when we're in a pandemic it means different things when uh, interest rates are low it means that we are it means differently when tax rates are higher or lower so we like to make sure that whatever your risk tolerance is that your holdings reflect the economic climate that we're in but first and foremost we have to at least get a get a grasp of where we're saving our money right you mentioned set it and forget it mm-hmm. which in some aspects could be a good thing because at least you said it right right but we don't want to we don't want to forget it right, right? we don't want to just 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 look just be blindly investing our money because this is money that if we do a good job on where we put and where we allocate our money can grow and be you know a good nest egg for us during retirement if, if that's something that we want to look at as far as retirement is concerned uh, but you want to diversify you want to have a diversified portfolio amongst different asset classes what i mean by that is you want to have some international exposure you want to have some mid caps small caps you may want to have a little bit of real estate inside your portfolio you want to have large caps you want to have uh, emerging markets you just want to have a, a really a really well-rounded portfolio that that really stands the test of time uh also you want to look at taxes right uh depending on where you save your money can play impact on your tax um, ramifications not just today but also when you actually withdraw some of your your your, uh, uh withdraw some of the assets so in addition to being diversified when it comes to international domestic large cap mid cap uh, stocks bonds you also want to have some tax diversification within your portfolio so again uh those are things that you want to do and how to optimize your portfolio. And also, you also want to look at rebalancing and monitoring your portfolio. You know, being actively, being that we're active managers, we're constantly rebalancing and not day trading, right? We're not reactionary where we're every day we're just trading left and right. But again, it goes back to when new information comes in. We, we make sure our clients' portfolios can adapt and adjust to the to the new landscape of investing. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, 
insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Your finances untangled in the conversation on your financial life. And we're looking at financial resolutions on the podcast today because as we record, uh, 2021 is still in its infancy. And I do have a question for, for you, Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Yeah, right. How's your portfolio? Uh, it's good to to decent. <laughs> <laughs> to quite good. To quite good. <laughs> but we aren't looking for things that you should be doing this year and resolutions that you can keep. Now, <laughs> there's not a soul alive that didn't learn this lesson, and that's to have a plan B in your back pocket for the mm -hmm. unexpected, like 2020. The unexpected. <laughs> the unexpected. Yeah, you could you could put a uh, uh, a line and a question mark because the unexpected it could be anything, right? It could yeah. be so many different things. Well, true. Be, in a regular it, year, it could be. In in a regular year, right? Uh, it could be a loss of a spouse. Uh, it could be loss of an income. It could be health related. Uh, so yeah, so the unexpected uh, happens, right? And you want to be prepared for that. You want to have that plan B in place so when the unexpected happens we can you know break break you know what is it break glass in case of emergency mm -hmm. well you want to be able to have something inside that glass so, so you can break so you can go ahead and uh and and utilize it so you know anything from um medical expenses right you know and a a underutilized tool that i've seen is an hsa which is a health savings account that as long uh, as you have a high deductible um, health insurance plan, you might be, you should be able to have an HSA available to you. And I've seen where people aren't maximizing it or at least contributing to it. You know, may not have to maximize it all the way, but at least putting in some money uh, that you can put in tax deferred, sorry, uh, pre-tax, mm -hmm. meaning you don't pay any taxes on the contributions. It grows tax deferred, meaning that you don't pay any taxes on any of the growth. And as long as you use it for qualified medical expenses, it becomes tax-free. So again- It's wonderful. It's, a, it's it, wonderful. It truly is wonderful. Do, do people know how great health it's savings accounts are? Triple tax savings. Um, but again, it, again, there's limits on how much you can put into it. So I'm not saying let's go ahead and maximize it you know, from the, from the, from the jump start, uh -huh. but at least- get a habit of putting some money away for large medical expenses. Uh, life insurance is something that uh, another uh, underutilized tool. Uh, it's one of those things that people don't like to think about. I, again, one of those things is also set it and forget it, where you may get a little bit through your employer and you may, may not have any additional outside of that. But again, life happens and we don't want to be in a position where you want insurance and can't get it because you're because you're unhealthy and you mm -hmm. can't get it and it's too expensive or god forbid the worst part is that someone passes away and there's not enough life insurance to to pass on to a survivor so again things like looking at your life insurance uh disability insurance another thing that's i think is underutilized uh you know i was actually speaking with a client the other day and uh she's in new york and we were just talking she was preparing for a snowstorm mm -hmm. and we talked about the, you know, she didn't want anyone slipping in front of her property. And I mentioned, well, how's your umbrella policy? And she 
didn't have one. Mm. And I said, you, you have to get one. You know, this is something that we've, we live in a very litigious world and a slip and fall could turn into a legal dispute that oh, you yeah. just don't want to have. So again, things like that that you just may not be considering doesn't cost much, but again, you want to be able to protect uh, uh, yourself in case of an emergency. So again, long-term care insurance, you know, building up an emergency reserves, things that aren't really sexy, that aren't really things that you probably even tell your friends about, like, oh my gosh, I upped my life insurance policy, right? <laughs> it's not things that you'll be talking about, but things that you want to make sure that's just fundamental as part of your um, financial uh, your financial makeup. They're not sexy and, and they don't make for great cocktail party conversation, but they're things that, that are, should be done. And I, I do think the lesson was learned uh, from 2020 for, for many, at least to be better Hopefully. prepared, man, to be better prepared. Quick question on the HSAs. Yeah. Um, you contribute to that. I may be totally off base here. What, what, okay. what's your strategy with what happens with your HSA when you, are Medicare eligible? Oh, that's a good question. A good okay. Question. So, so after 65, right, if you are able, if you have an HSA and uh, after 65, then you can take distributions out and they are taxed now at that point as income, right? So it kind of works like a, an, like an IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if for non-medical expenses at that point gets taxed as income, but you don't have a, uh, a 10% penalty if you take it out after 65. So um, if you're Medicare eligible, you can still have your HSA, um, uh, but the distributions now are taxed as income okay. unless they're for qualified medical expenses. Okay. Okay. All right. Is that, so, is that what you meant? Yeah, it is. It is. Now, if you're Medicare eligible, because I know the eligibility requirement is to be in a high deductible plan. So can you, you may have just addressed this. I don't think so. Can you still contribute when you're Medicare eligible to the HSA? Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, you can. You can um, still med- contribute to it. Um, well, so you, sort of. So if you if you Medicare doesn't offer an HSA, right? So uh-huh. there is no HSA option within uh, within Medicare. Uh, you can't contribute. You can't contribute to your HSA for any months after you enroll in any part of Medicare. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so, so technically, no, you can't. You can't after that because you're really not yeah. in a high deductible situation right. at that point. Okay. Yeah. But what you've got is there and it's yours. What you got in what there you is yours. Did. Okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, this is the year that we start thinking about, uh, we can start thinking about what we leave behind. And a lot of people, when they hear estate planning, do they think it's for the wealthy? Because it's not. Estate planning's for everyone. Yeah, it's it's like if I'm broke, I don't I don't have an estate, right? That's what most most people think. Right. Uh, but and, and and maybe that's what deters people from doing estate planning because that word estate, yeah. you know, it just seems so 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 grand, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but estate is 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 anything that you leave behind for your for your uh for your family mm-hmm. or for your or for a loved one or organization that you love, but. Uh, you don't have to be wealthy to do estate planning, right? So things like life insurance, you know, making sure that you have the right beneficiaries in your life insurance plan. Well, you don't have to have $10 million to to make sure that you have the right beneficiaries in your life insurance mm-hmm. or in your annuities or your retirement accounts, right? I've seen so often where um, ex-spouses are still beneficiaries for life insurance policies. Wow. 
crazy. They just right? forgot about. It. I mean, they didn't they think just, about it. They just forgot Man. all about it, right? Uh, or maybe minor children are put as beneficiaries. And uh, granted, you had the you had the the best of intentions to leave assets to your children, but leaving money to a minor isn't the best place to put money towards because sometimes uh, the funds don't even transfer to the minor until they are of age of majority so it could be 10 years before the funds even reach their hands right oh yeah so again you want to be careful with that Um, having a will you know you don't have to have 25 million dollars to have a will you know a will is just an instructions that 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 you want to be uh, executed when you're no longer here especially if you have a surviving spouse or kid. So, you know, there may be things that be that you're leaving behind like debt to people that uh, no fault on their of their own, but you're leaving it behind them. So without having a will to help make sure that, you know, these as that assets are transferred over to the correct person, correct institution to take mm-hmm. care of those things, you know, you don't have to be ultra wealthy for that. Um you but also, if you are ultra, but if you are ultra wealthy, you, you definitely do need well, a state yeah, plan, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> now, and, and whether you're ultra wealthy or not, what can you do to make sure that uh, if you pass away, that those who are the beneficiaries don't go through a big headache, you know, like with probate? Yeah, you want to have a will. You want to get your will. The taken will care of. handles this, so that will um, that that handles that because I know, like, you want them to get what they're what you want them to have as quickly as possible. Right, right. You want to bypass probate. Probate is a is a nasty, nasty process, uh-huh. uh, and that can that can split families apart. So um, you want to avoid probate as much as you can. So things like a will, things like a trust, can help with with um, you know cl- with clarity. It's all about clarity. You have the instructions put in place. You have the documents put in place. Uh, also, let someone know. Um, where these documents are, right? So they're not scrambling, looking for it in case anything happens. But, you know, having these documents in place will help with family arguments, will will shed light with clarity so that life, not to be too insensitive, but so that life can continue as is without you. Do you have to make a will, a legal document, or in some way legalize it, or can you just write it out? I mean, how do you prove that was you? Does it need to be notarized or, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> there has to be, you know, witnesses. Um, I mean, I guess you could tell, I mean, I'm not an attorney, but I, I, I have heard people put wills on a napkin. Well, I know that's what I was going that, with. How far that goes through court. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, for a few, looks like his handwriting. I can't it looks tell. like his handwriting. <laughs> um, I don't know how many cocktails he had but when he wrote on that napkin, but it looks like his handwriting. Uh, you know, it's for a few dollars, you know, uh, and I say a few dollars, but, you know, I, I, I've seen wills where they're, where wills can cost thousands of dollars. And I think that is grossly overestimated unless you have property all over the place. And there's, there's a real reason behind having that many you know, documents uh, or that many pages in your will to make sure that you know, all these different assets are taken care of. But for, you know, a quote unquote simple will, you know, you're probably looking at a few hundred dollars, right? And a few hundred dollars over the grand scheme of, of your lifetime is is, yeah. Uh, yeah. is, is, is minimal, right? So Just to make sure at, that things are taken care of. Looking at the cocktail nap. What is Uncle Eddie did his will on a cocktail napkin? And what is his telephone number on here? Oh, that's the <laughs> server. 
Oh, yeah. He was flirting with her. He was flirting with her. (laughs) (laughs) Got her number. Well, we don't know about that. You're right. It would pay to do what you can to make sure that, and in every way, to to make sure your estate planning is covered. So we've covered a lot of good stuff here. Let's make sure that your financial resolutions don't become the metaphorical clothes hanger in 2021. Uh, right, these are right. things we really need to, to stick to because uh, for now and for later in retirement and then for much later when you pass on and your beneficiaries you leave behind. Uh, right. Just just, you know, just think of it. Think of the resources as tools. Your your money is tools. Your finances are, are a tool. And you just want to make sure that you're utilizing it in the best way possible, which is why, you know, we harp on it of having a plan of having a, a financial plan that's living and breathing that can constantly be flexible enough to change when life when life throws curveballs at you. But having a plan, you know, helps helps with all this. Helps helps, you know, put things into order, helps having uh, a fallback to in case you're just not sure what to do next. You have your plan to fall back to having a financial advisory team keeps you accountable and 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 brings up things that you might not be even viewing. Right. So some of these blind spots that you might be missing, having a financial plan, having a financial advisory team helps with everything. Well, we opened up by saying 2021, the year as the time we're recording, still an infant, still in diapers, still cute. Let's keep 2021 cute, Mo. Let's do it. All right. That's our slogan. (laughs) Keep 2021 cute. All right. Another Uh, great conversation. I always enjoy talking to you about this. Same here, Dave. Always enjoy our time together and always enjoy um, all of our listeners, right? So for everyone who's listening uh, uh, and who continues to listen, we love you. But also for those uh, and but also share us, you know, like us, share us, rate us, review us, you know, tell everyone about us. And, uh, you know, as always, see you next week. And stay with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.